0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Welcome to this very special edition of Cherokee Business Radio. It is our Woodstock Arts series, and you guys are going to get a chance to get an update and hear from our buddy, Brian Gamble, with Woodstock Arts. Welcome back, Matt.
0: Hey, how's it going, Stone?
1: It is going well. I have it written down somewhere in a notebook, but... uh, Your title? What? What? Are you like Grand Poobah of Woodstock Arts?
0: (laughs) Something like that. Uh, The title is Managing Director officially, which means I get all the fun things like scheduling, budgeting, and HR. Um, But also, I uh, I am in charge of the concert series, Lantern Series. So that is my department, my baby. But I get to keep my hands a little bit in everywhere else, and
1: I just love. The Lantern Series, that is how we, we being Holly and I, were introduced to Woodstock Arts before we ever came out here. I think it was a big part of why we eventually chose uh, Woodstock instead of some other communities as we were looking to downsize for this uh, this chapter of our lives. It's, I just love everything about it. Uh, timing on that, that's about to get cranked back up for too long?
0: Yeah, that's uh, actually starting up March 19th with oh a my. with a concert I've been waiting for four years for. Our general public has been waiting too. Uh, <laughs> jig Jam, they're an Irish bluegrass group flying all the way in from Tullamore, Ireland, uh, which if you know anything about trying to get in, in stateside from outside of the country, it, it has been hard for the past two years, but uh-huh. they, uh, they'll they be joining us St. Patty's Day weekend, March 19th, so...
1: All right. We'll color me and Holly there. Yeah. And anybody else, I can get my arms around and bring them over there. We'll we'll be there for sure.
0: Yeah. And just so everyone knows that one, because it has been, you know, postponed and postponed. It's already close to being sold out. So. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and get your table of six and come and decorate it. Maybe want a chance to come to the next concert for free.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. All right. So you've got uh, you've got tables. You've got chairs you you've got you got some different options there for ticketing right for t- Yeah,
0: for sure. We have uh tables of 8 and 6 that are at different price points as well as just chairs we sit out for you so that uh you can sit and enjoy if you don't quite have 6 people to make a table uh full but honestly if there's two of you at a table it's just a different experience. It's it's so funny. We've we've seen a lot as the series started, right, where people mm-hmm. were why would I pay for a concert? And then Oh well, I'm gonna pay. I'm just gonna sit in the gold section. I'm just gonna sit, and it's just gonna be me and my my partner. We're gonna sit yeah. in the back, and then out there. Oh, I have four friends coming. We have a table. We decorate <laughs> it. We eat dinner. The, the experience is just different, you know. And it's it's so much fun to watch these people go from being bystanders and walking by and going, "Oh, that kind of looks like fun," but I don't know yet to being a subscriber, coming to every single concert, not knowing what they're gonna get into. You know, next month, what what the genre is gonna be, what what the style is, and then you know. For us, it's a total win if they leave going, you know what, that was a lot of fun. Not my style of music, but more often than not, we get a ton of people going, that was so much fun. I never would have listened to Irish bluegrass or Afro-Celtic funk or whatever it may be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And for every Lantern Series uh, show, there's always a second built-in show that most people may not be aware of. It's called The Black Airplane Show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> they they are our presenting partner for that series is Black Airplane, and between David and Michael, uh, their their owners, and Michael being the mayor of Woodstock, uh, they definitely make it a full show. Um, when when we thank them, there is there is a full production that goes into them applauding for themselves and also uh, if you're lucky enough you can see what their table decoration is which more often than not is a bunch of phones put together to build a giant photo that's embarrassing of myself or Christopher. It's It's always something.
1: And you'll have uh, you'll have wine and beer there on site, right? Yes,
0: we always have wine and beer on site. If you're at the tables, you have tableside wait staff, so you don't even have to get Sweet. up and miss any part of the concert. They come to you. Um, if you're in those gold seats, we do ask if you walk over to the bar we have stationed for you guys, but we'll also have merchandise there. We're hoping to get some Woodstock Arts merchandise at this upcoming one. Yes. Um, so we're going to get that approved tonight at our board meeting, but um, we're super excited to bring some Woodstock Arts merch in, too.
1: And so uh, the three or four times that we've been, we have um, we've brought some something to snack on. Like we'll we'll do like a fancy appetizery stuff. Bring some shrimp and stuff, and that's allowed. Right? Yeah,
0: you can bring anything that's not alcohol. So you can even bring sodas, whatever mm-hmm. whatever suits you for drinking. That's non alcoholic and food. We actually encourage food. We want you all to come in, have dinner, enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, no, it's a it's a marvelous experience. All right, so we've got that going on with the lantern series. Always some great stuff happening over at, uh, at uh, Reeves House.
0: Yeah, the, the Reeves House uh, recently opened um, Coded Realities is the name of the current exhibit. It is a intersection of art and technology. Um, it's a lot of fun. There are these really cool and unique pieces that I never thought I would see in Woodstock. Um, I'm a lighting guy, and there's a couple of pieces where they use LEDs and uh, frosted lenses so where if you were looked behind that frosted lens it's just a bunch of you know glowing dots but you put that frosted lens in front of it and it builds a picture right so it's so cool with that there's one piece where when you first walk in it's tiles that there's a camera that it's and it sees you and then whatever movements you're doing the tiles flip and it it looks like almost shadow puppets in a way the kids love that one they'll come in and sit stand in front of it for hours and then we have this really cool piece once you go in and turn to the right um, by an artist who is no longer with us. And he actually was an engineer um, and built every part of this piece. It's a giant pink like feather piece that waves back at you. Um, it's a lot of fun. It almost reminds me of a giant flamingo, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, Really enjoy this exhibit, and we have some events coming up with that one as well. Um, we're gonna have our first jazz night of the calendar year coming up at the very end of this month. This Fun. is the last Friday of this month. We're back back with jazz nights completely free out on the back, uh, backyard of the Reeves house. So, super all right, so
1: color it. us there for jazz night too, because I think that's just before Holly and I and Uncle Howie and Aunt Charlotte go on our boat ride. We're gonna get to do that cruise, but I gotta tell you, uh, we had family in town this last weekend. I, we work between, you know, family excursions, <laughs> seems to be the pattern. Uh, so the uh, the pink feather thing it is now called Heather's Feathers because <laughs> Heather came to town, Heather and Brad. Brad didn't quite get it. He, he didn't appreciate the feathers as much as he appreciated that thing when you first walk in mm-hmm. that you were talking yeah. about. But Heather just fell. Out. She must have spent like 30 minutes just in awe watching this thing. <laughs> you guys have got to see what we at the Peyton House call Heather's Feathers. <laughs>
0: Well, and what's fun too? There's always a, a piece or two that I feel like is underrated in an exhibit, right? So people get excited about the feathers or the tile flipping because they are—that's completely warranted. Those are great pieces. I'm a data guy. I love looking at spreadsheets, and maybe I'm weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, but for you nerds out there, along the wall where our bathrooms are, this this woman, um, she like notated how she how talkative she was based off how many hours of sleep she got throughout the year and where she was. And it's Mm -hmm. all like shown through these wooden blocks all across this giant wall uh, over by our restrooms. And I just love that piece. And it's just really funny to look at and go, you were not talkative at the beginning of the year. And, you know, there's no correlation. But by the end of the year, you would not. Stop talking. So I don't know what happened there, but it's it's really interesting to see the larger the wood blocks are, the more talkative she was that day, and the smaller they were, interesting. The least, yeah, it's very interesting.
1: It's my definition of appreciation for art has expanded exponentially since moving here. I seriously, it is. I've I've come to appreciate all these different. Uh, what's the right word? Uh, media, the different, uh, the the different, um, the content yeah. areas, everything from amazingly talented, uh, kids, young people that have submitted some really interesting work to, uh, again, Holly, you know, really getting involved in the, in the painting and all that. Also from the Peyton family, uh, one of those visitors out of town visitors, Brian Mitchell, apparently it's so interesting. You learn more about the people with you when you put them in that context and you'd have never known, his name is Brian Mitchell. He is just such a fan of, and has apparently had some great experiences uh, learning pottery. And so, you know, we, we went up to the Kish house, and he he peered through the window, you know, for again like ten minutes. He was fascinated with all the work and talked about it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's so much fun to see, especially because we we have the advantage of not being just a theater like we were for more than a decade. Uh, yeah. We we have all these different mediums of art, so there's always you know we we want to be able to have something for everyone but not necessarily be for anyone if that makes sense so you know if if pottery's not your thing you're probably not going to enjoy the kish center because it's a center yeah. for ceramics and pottery sure. but if you're even interested in it at all it's a great place to go to take a class heather who is our um our studio manager over there does a fantastic job not only teaching but also uh cl- like taking care of that space making it better for the students making it better for the teachers so she's fantastic over there um obviously our staff over at the reeves house and then we have the theater going on too which has kick-started back up uh pretty recently as well all
1: right all right so before you go there yeah. say a little bit more about jazz night because i really yeah. think that's going to work actually i think again we're going to have uncle howie and Aunt charlotte in and i think that's right before uh we go on our on our boat ride uh, um, i feel like I don't know if it was a jazz night or not, but we did something that we thoroughly enjoyed with the tent right behind the building. It was more of a wine tasting, I think was the last thing Holly and I did but yeah. uh the 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 jazz night thing just uh it it sounds like a lot of fun man,
0: yeah yeah, so jazz night is on march twenty fifth okay, so that's the last Friday of this month. it's normally on the last Friday of the month, but okay, we normally have a jazz uh trio or quartet uh and they're just playing music all night for you we'll have the bar back there so you can get wine and beer but you're right we do have to do wine tastings from time to time as well right um but yeah so jazz night is the is the the thing to close out the end of the month but then also i think you're familiar with art on the spot we have that coming up on march 18th for those of you who are listening who don't know what art on the spot is um we we have about three artists generally and they create artwork for you right then and there on the spot the name um, and you can pay for a five dollar raffle ticket and when it uh, get a chance to win one of these pieces of artwork that are being created right there for you so oh, um, you can support these local artists uh, very easily with five dollars and possibly take home a piece of artwork that is definitely worth more than five dollars
1: <laughs> well we uh, we did the raffle thing for yeah. that and, and we, I don't think we won that well I know we didn't uh, but we bought some stuff there too from the, there was a lady that was doing um, book binding and it was just like the perfect little gift for for our oldest uh Katie, so speaking of tastings i I know that uh Zach got promoted out of that I said last time we talked you know what a waste. <laughs> But one of the things that I loved was the, was these syrups that he was making out of beer. You haven't you haven't quashed that program, have you? Can I still oh, get a taste of the beer? Oh so? yeah,
0: no, of course you can. We um <laughs> we our our new coffee shop manager over there, Riley. She does a great job, and she still has that same drive that Zach had of uh, of trying new things and experimenting with new flavors. Sweet. Um. So we're super excited to have her. Um, Stone's kind of hinting at it. We uh, we make all but three of our simple syrups in house. It's really hard to get a hold of hazelnuts, so both hazelnut syrups are not made in-house. And the creme de menthe, it's a very long and lengthy process, and it doesn't create much better of a product. Um, It involves alcohol and all these other different things. But every other syrup that we have, um, whether it's the rosemary, the blackberry, you know, um, a bunch of different fun vanilla, obviously caramel, all the basic ones as well. But it's so much fun to just be able to say, hey, like, we, we made that, and it's special for you, our customers, and... Um, it, it honestly, the quality is just better too, especially with fruits. A lot of times, if you get a fruit syrup that's uh, store bought, it has that kind of uh, cloyingly just sour, mm-hmm. sweet, like yeah, weirdness. No, it's not the same, man. it's not the same. It's just getting sugar, water, berries, make it happen. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, I interrupted you earlier, no, you uh, but uh, I want to talk about the theater,
0: yeah, and we can talk about Zach a little bit more. Oh, so, okay, uh uh, his talent is actually going to great use, even though it's not behind the coffee shop bar. Uh, he um, I don't know if you knew this about him. He he got his master's in acting um, from the University of Alabama. I did not. Um, so his background is theater. He applied for artistic director role and got it. Um, coincidentally, at the same time, he was going to be directing Sweat which is the show that's open right now. So his premiere as our artistic director um, and the new leader of the theater space is Mm -hmm. going live right now. The theater we just opened this past weekend. Um, People absolutely love the show. It is definitely one that has humor in it, but it's a heavier, more serious piece. Um, We do recommend it for ages 16 plus. So this isn't one to necessarily bring the kids to. Uh, there isn't a lot of graphic anything. It's more so just innuendo. Yeah. Um, there is some strong language, especially some derogatory language as well towards certain parties. Uh, all of that you can find on our website, as well as um, as uh, as well as warnings on the way into the theater. Um, but we haven't had obviously any negative issues with that one if anything people are just absolutely loving the show uh spencer nicks came by and that whole clan and they uh the bar on stage he wants he he absolutely loves it too so it's all set in a bar um we got volunteers to work on that they did a phenomenal job i'm lucky enough to be able to say that it was my design but really it was between zach and meg who uh have been working really hard to get everything on that bar to make it feel like a small-town Pennsylvania dive bar where there's just crap oh, all wow. over the walls.
1: <laughs> all right, so seats are available for that now? Or yeah, can- seats,
0: seats are completely available for that. Uh, we run Friday, Saturday evenings at 7.30, Sundays at 2.30. Um, but talking about the show just a little bit more. Um, it's a beautiful piece written by Lynn Nottage. Um, she's a playwright that's really hot right now. Um, and it's won, I believe it won a Pulitzer Prize. It's won quite a few awards. It was on Broadway. Fantastic show that um, really explores the um, a blue-collar community while NAFTA was going through in the early 2000s. And uh, it does a very good job of being a piece that talks about how those people were affected by decisions that were made in washington and decisions that were made outside of their control um which i don't you know everyone has opinions on how that goes (laughs) but it's very good about just saying hey we're here to listen to us we have our own lives and please like help take care of us right and no one really listening to that no matter what side of the aisle you're on um it's it does a very good job at exploring these people whose identity has been living in this town and working in this mill for their entire lives. And when they get, that gets ripped away from you, who are you? Like what is left from that? And yeah. it's, it's so, so strong, so powerful, but also it has its fun moments. There's a moment where um, I think you might even know Camille who's on our staff. She's actually in the show. Oh yeah. Um, oh, neat. There's a moment where it's someone's birthday and they come in singing "Share." you know, and <laughs> it is a bar. So they, they do have a few too many. And, uh, it, it, they, it, it, it there's so much fun in this show too. It, while it's not, lighthearted by any means it allows you to take a breath every now and then in between these moments of just feeling for these characters actually every single one of them no one's the bad guy they're all just down on their luck and some things happen to them and you just got to come see it it is a beautiful powerful piece
1: and behind the scenes I I don't think most realize I certainly did not until we started uh, having conversations around these topics uh, I mean this is something that 's been in in the in the planning for some time you you or someone on your staff has to go out and find uh, these plates right and- Actually, how's how's that work?
0: It's really funny that you uh, should bring that up. We're presenting our possible season to the board this evening. Uh, April 10th, we'll be presenting what the season will be to the rest of everyone as part of our season reveal. Uh, Our seasons run August through July. So that's why, you know, we have programming up through July. And then people go, wait, are you not doing anything this December? You're not doing Christmas Carol? (laughs) No, we're doing Christmas Carol. Um, We just don't announce it until a little bit later. Um, Spoiler alert, we are still doing Christmas Carol after 20 years. Wow. Um, But we're going into our 20th season next season season um Ooh. and the way our our uh, season selection goes specifically for visual arts and for a theater this this season um we have committees full of a couple of board members not actually that many a couple of key staff members in those departments mm-hmm. um, but mostly volunteers and community members so even we have some people that haven't volunteered with us but we just know have come to see one or two things and would yeah. have a unique perspective from our community so that we can say uh it's not oh, well, we think the community wants this. It's the community actually wants these shows, right? So yeah. um, it's a group of people who get together for the plays specifically. We assign plays out. They read them. They do a book report essentially, <laughs> talk talk about why they loved it, talk about why they didn't love it so much. Uh, and we start narrowing it down and narrowing it down and seeing what fits together and what can go when and how does this make sense and okay with this going on in the world this would be a good plug or oh this would be a great one where we could partner up with foxtail bookshop and maybe we could do some engagement because it's a great children's book and we can get all of that going on so there's a lot that goes into it from the back end of it for sure yeah. um But it's also just so much fun to be able to get these community members in there and hear perspectives that we don't hear on a daily basis amongst staff. You know, um, things that we're like, oh, I don't know if if this is too edgy or I don't know if this is too safe and people going, oh, no, this is a great show. And I think that I'm really excited to see it. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So once you guys uh, land on, yes, we want this one. Now you got to get back on the phone or back on the plane or whatever and nail it down, right?
0: Yeah. So for theater, it's a little bit easier because it's it's just licensing companies. So um, oh, okay. a big one's Musical Theater International, uh, which has most, if not all, most, of the musicals that exist. Um, so that that's one where we just you you apply for licensing through their websites and hmm. hopefully you get it. Uh, n- I would say about ninety percent of the time you do. Every now right. and then there's. Uh, if you ever want to get Christopher on a soapbox, go talk to him about <laughs> licensing. it's It's a fun one, but uh, you know there there's sometimes where another theater that's um that's considered a professional theater uh, they they can get the rights over overwhelming your rights, but uh. that's that's where that all gets a little dicey. But uh, more often than not, when we've picked a season, we've said we want these shows and we've gotten those shows. so it's it's a great great fun time that's I'm now officially passing off to the theater staff that used to be part of my job <laughs> right um, because my job yeah. is calling agents and negotiating prices for concerts to come here so
1: right
0: it's a very those are very different experiences <laughs> because the licensing it's this is this price and that's what it is and you sign the contract yeah. with the artist it's well let's let's haggle a little bit let's see if I can get another venue to come in on Friday since we'll have you on Saturday and maybe we'll get cheaper for both of us but you'll get more money out of it so it's a full I can talk for hours on the negotiations and that entire side of both of these industries because it's such a different, unique, and fascinating world that people just don't ever think about, much less see.
1: Thank goodness we have Brian and team, right? All we gotta do, <laughs> we just hear about it, we go to the right place, and we, we make it happen and we get our seats. So, uh, before we wrap, let's talk about Path to Participate. Okay. Um, is it, is it a kind of a central website place, and that's where you start, and then you can do everything from buy a table at the Lantern Series to Maybe even sponsor something if you're a business, right? Oh,
0: for sure. Everything is very centralized on our website, WoodstockArts.org. Um, you can also follow us on social media. I believe all the handles are Woodstock Arts G A. Um, mm-hmm. because there are, believe it or not, a lot of Woodstocks in the States. Um, but we we huh. do have the domain name of Woodstock Arts, so that is us, Woodstockarts.org. Um you can get uh, tickets for any upcoming event, including Sweat, which I y'all i highly recommend you see this show. Um, there's a couple of community stakeholders I've already seen it, and I, I I kid you not, there was one. I don't know if you're familiar with Mary Quarles. She works over at Foxtail Bookshop. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. love Mary to death. Yeah, uh, she just could not stop raving over the show during intermission yeah, and after nice. it. So, um, if if you need Mary Quarles' seal of approval, it's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a fantastic show. You can get tickets for that. You can sign up for our classes at the Kiss Center or for the Reeves House or for our theater. Uh, that's all online as well. Um, we have art on the green coming up where uh, if you're an artist or a maker, you can sign up to have a booth for this arts yeah. festival. So that's actually already live. That's coming up in May. Um, but you can just see all the different fun things we have going on there. Uh, and we really hope to see you at some of them. Um, and next time I'm here with Stone, I'm definitely going to have some updates on lantern series. Cause like I said, COVID has been a beast in that industry. So mm. I think we're almost finalized in making the rest of this season happen. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens in April when I'm announcing everything else. But
1: Oh, We are so blessed to have Woodstock Arts here and people like you and Nicole and Zach and Christopher. Uh, what a what a blessing. And thanks so much for coming by and getting us and keeping us posted, man.
0: Yes, yeah, and thanks for having me.
1: All right, this is Stone Payton for our guest this morning, Brian Gamble with Woodstock Arts. And everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on the Woodstock Arts Series.